When you have health insurance, it's easy to forget about your out-of-pocket costs. That can be a lot of money. But are your bills accurate? Well, it's estimated that over 50% of medical bills contain errors. HealthLock can help you. HealthLock technology securely connects with your insurance and flags any overbilling, wrong codes, and fraud. You can even have HealthLock work on your behalf to get money back from select past bills. To date, HealthLock has helped its members save over $130 million. So to save, visit HealthLock.com today. That's HealthLock.com today. I know you're paying attention to global events as well as what's going on in our nation. War and increased conflict is bubbling up in more places. Countries are buying and hoarding massive amounts of gold. Why aren't you? It's time to pull the trigger with the Oxford Gold Group and buy gold and silver. Nobody can predict the future, but we can't put our head in the sand either. Call Oxford Gold Group right now and you may qualify for up to $10,000 in free precious metals. Call 833 833- 995 gold that's 833-995-GOLD, 833-995-G-O-L-D. Pure Talk, the cell phone service my family relies on, is now providing international roaming to over 50 countries. As you plan your summer travel, make sure your wireless company covers you at home and abroad. Unlimited talk, text, plenty of 5G data for just $20 a month. That's less than half the price of Verizon, AT&T, or T-Mobile. Go to puretalk.com slash clay and make the switch today. That's puretalk.com slash clay and you'll save an additional 50% off your first month. Switch to Pure Talk so you can have more money to travel with this summer. Welcome to today's edition of the Rush Limbaugh Show podcast. What an incredible honor to sit in for Rush Limbaugh, 800-282-2882. If you want to join us on today, the day the Lord has made and the time in which God has decided we shall live. We have a unique set of responsibilities right now. One of them is to call out the abnormal. The Mockingbird Media Corps, and let me kind of explain that that phrase. Mockingbird Media members repeat and amplify with absolutely no skepticism the words of technocrats like Jack Dorsey and Tony Fauci uh, and leftists. And they just they apply no skepticism. Whatever they say is the truth. They're mockingbirds. One of our jobs is to just point out the abnormal. Rand Paul is going to help us with that today. Donald Trump Jr. Uh, Donald Trump Jr. is going to join us, help us with that on Russia's show. Let's look at some things that the Mockingbird media members want us to just just relax into. It's just normal. The militarized insulation of Joe Biden's dementia into the White House. That's it's just normal thing. It's a normal thing, they're telling us, to impeach a man who is not president, although the Constitution prescribes impeachment for presidents, in such case as the Chief Justice of the Supreme Court oversees the trial. None of that's happening. None, none of that's true. And it's our responsibility to say, this is not normal. None of this is normal. None of this is in line, even with a a hint of of normalcy. And there are five Republicans who are going along with a charade. And you know their names, Susan Collins, Lisa Murkowski, Ben Sass, Pat Toomey, and Mitt Romney going along with this charade. And they've opened this doorway. I hope they get this. I'm already writing the articles of impeachment for Barack Hussein Obama. 
Because I saw when Chuck Schumer spoke about his erection, uh, pardon me, the, uh, the election, was it the incitement of the election or the erection? When he spoke about that, he used the president's full name. So we can go ahead and write impeachment, uh, articles of impeachment for Barack Hussein Obama. Mm-mm-mm. And just go right back into that. It is not normal that the president, we're told, (laughs) Joe Biden's dementia. And by by the way, I don't say that. I honestly, there's nothing funny about dementia. I've seen people suffer from it. It's not a funny thing. It's a non-normal thing to pretend that Joe Biden doesn't suffer from this. It's not a normal thing to see a photo op where the guy who sits at the Resolute desk is signing things and he says, I, I don't even know what I'm signing here. And off camera, you have a voice say, sign it anyway. And, and note something about that instance. They didn't say, oh, Mr. President, it's this, it's that, or, oh, it's on this other page, or let us explain it to you, sir. They didn't say, Mr. President. They didn't say Joe. They didn't say Mr. Biden. Sign it anyway. And having worked in D.C., I can tell you, you don't do that. You don't, you don't scream at the executive in that way. That's, it is not normal. Part of our job as people who value our freedoms, and I, I can't wait to ask Rand Paul about how serious this surveillance state that Jack Dorsey appears to want to build and Chuck Schumer appears to want to build, right? In addition to the questions about impeachment, Rand Paul was brilliant, brilliant on the sham of this and the non-normalcy of this, normalcy, the bizarre nature of this. Part of our job is to say, hey, this is not normal. We're not going to accept it as normal. We're not going to relax into it. The press is even trying, you know, Stelter, Brian Stelter, is trying to make Biden boring. Well, Biden may be boring, but releasing criminal illegal immigrants in the country is not boring. And this is one of the things he's done. That that's not normal. It is not normal with a sweeping of you know a signing of a pen or an auto pen or something he doesn't even know what he's signing that you take people who snuck into the country and then committed felonies and with one signature let them all out. We have one Republican attorney general in the United States, one. Attorney general of Texas sued on that measure, one, saying, no, you don't at the executive level get to tell us just to release felons into our state. You don't get to do that. And right now that's on hold because if a federal judge had some sense. It is not normal to watch the guy who sits at the resolute desk, Joe Biden, walk into a building And instead of saluting the Marine guards, say, salute Marines. That that should chill all of us. I mean, really legitimately, if you were in a long-term care center and a nurse or a doctor saw you talking to your your, your father and your father saying, I I don't know what I'm signing, sign it anyway. They'd probably be, there's states where that would be a must-report incident. That's like elder abuse. You could be taking his money, but it's our money. This isn't normal. Part of our job is to call out the fact that none of this is normal. None of this is smooth. Nor is it keeping with the promises. This is also insanity. 
and yet it sits before us. The Washington uh, Washington Post, the so-called fact-checker there, Glenn Kessler, has said, oh, I'm not going to track any Biden dishonesty. I, I started that with Trump because there was so much of it. And Joe Biden ran on, I have a plan for the virus. Now Joe Biden's teleprompter has caused him to say the truth. You can't change the arc of this virus. We never could. It can't be done. He speaks that truth. But what was the plan? Was the plan to say, I have no plan? Joe Biden spoke about in a moment of lucidity that he had this strange idea of what he calls a democracy, which is actually a republic, that you don't go around ruling by executive order. What are we up to now? Is it 30? Did he hit 30 or 33 today? But these strokes of these pens of papers that sometimes he knows what he's signing, sometimes he doesn't. It's our job to call this out to all of our friends, even if you're banned from social media. President Trump has been has received an indefinite ban now from YouTube. We'll ask Donald Trump, uh, Donald Trump Jr. about that today. Ask Rand Paul about that. Another thing that's going on in the non-normal category, and this is astonishing. The state of California joined a bunch of other states that all of a sudden has looked into the science and the data and said, oh, look, we can open up. As a lot of us predicted would happen if Joe Biden was installed. Joe Biden has been installed. But before they opened, the state of California refused to give the media, and to their credit, KTLA in in Los Angeles sought this information. They wanted the science and the data showing why we're locked down, California's locked down, why restaurants are supposedly, you know, the, the cause of all the spread, which they're not. There's no, no data supports that whatsoever. The state of California said, if we release that data, it could cause people confusion. We use a lot of numbers and complicated things. We couldn't possibly tell the little people about that. You might panic. Now they're saying they will not release the data on why it's suddenly safe to open the state. But wait a minute. People are going to panic because now it's opened? But they were panicking when it was closed. That's technocratia. That's a technocrat. You're too stupid to get this stuff. That's not normal. We're locking in your house. We're not going to tell you why because we say so. That is not normal. Deborah Burks, Tony <laughs> Fauci. Speaking of not normal, Deborah Burks went on TV to complain. Now, get this. That she wasn't the only one allowed to give President Trump data and information. She complained about this. I found out there were other people giving Donald Trump, President Trump information. Not just me. I didn't have a stranglehold on the data. You never should. Deborah Burks participated in the lie of the PCR test, which finally, speaking of not normal... Soon after Joe Biden was installed, the World Health Organization said, oh, yeah, the PCR test, those are creating all sorts of false positives. No, 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 don't do that anymore. Make people show two positives and then wind down what's called the, uh, the cycle threshold. That's how many times they amplify the, uh, the virus to try to figure out if it's the flu or the cold. And they don't know at 35 cycles. They finally admit that. Burks participated in that deception. And that's where we're at. We're in an era of the great deception. But it's all normal, is what the mockingbirds want us to say. Tony Fauci overestimates the vaccinations in the country by 33 million. 
Well, you know, I haven't done the math recently. It's it's between uh, five hundred thousand people and 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 five hundred million. But I mean, we're getting there. That's not normal. It is our responsibility to call things out like this. For instance, I will debate anyone at any time, anywhere, CDC director, medical professor at Georgetown, anywhere, anytime, about the efficacy of masks. I'm obsessed. I admit it. I'm obsessed with them. When you tell people, oh, well, um, probably three masks will work, that's one thing. Now, you know what's next? I'm 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 going to hold on to this. China's doing something to people's uh, kind of the other part of their body to look for the virus. I'll I'll tell you about that coming up. Senator Rand Paul will join us. It's Todd Herman in for Rush Limbaugh, the EIB Network. It's Todd Herman in for Rush Limbaugh on the EIB Network. I just uh, renewed my Rush 24-7 and Limbaugh letter subscriptions. I I hope you do that. I'm thinking about giving some to callers, but we need to check with uh, some of the medical authorities and uh, FCC and and some of the higher-ups at EIB to see if this offer could stand, because apparently uh, broadcast engineer Mike Mamone was telling me we need photographic proof of you doing something, and that might need to lead to video, so we'll look into that. Part of our job in this this era of uh, disinformation and deception I mean, it is. I saw someone write about this as if it's the fog of war, and it really is. It's to use our free speech. And I know that sounds banal and maybe even boring, but most conservatives don't. But really, most conservatives hide it. Um, most Christians, in fact, most, most people of faith hide it. They don't, they don't communicate it. And that allows the Mockingbird media members and the left and the technocrats to pave over what is, in fact, not just insanity, but it's, it's, it's the party of brute force being the party of brute force. It's what I've called the Democrat Party for years. Find, a, find an arena in which they're not the party of brute force. It's, 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 you can't. Calling out abnormality sometimes... I think requires taking politics and putting it into the real world. So let me give you an example of this. If you were at work and your boss called you into the office, let's say your boss's name is Greg, because I think Greg's make great bosses. And let's say that your name is, is Todd. Todd's make great employees. And Greg calls in and Greg says, "Uh, Todd, we noticed there's $11 billion missing from the uh, Employee Welfare Fund. Any ideas on that? And Todd says, Ah, not really. Okay, well, thanks for coming in. Appreciate it. Have fun at coffee. This isn't normal. The state of California, (laughs) the fraud, the unemployment fraud, because of the availability of the money, because of the medically useless, deadly, politically targeted lockdowns of schools, small businesses, and churches, may reach $11 billion. Shouldn't there be an all-points bulletin in every square corner of California? Shouldn't Gavin Newsom be screeching through the state, hair on fire, screaming at the top of the lungs, find these thieves? Shouldn't this be 
a major news story? I mean, you'll see national news stories along the likes of Mike Jones owned a school bus for years and now it's been stolen. And you go, don't steal Mike Jones's school bus. That's his school bus. It's his. He was, he was going to restore that and make an RV out of it. This is $11 billion. And there's no such alarm. In fact, let me inform you of this. this. This is not something that I think is national news, but it should be because it speaks again to the abnormality. We need to call this out. Hey, um, is it normal that we're going to just let $11 billion go while Joe Biden's dementia or his teleprompter or his auto pen or the person in the background saying, just sign it, wants how much money to bail out the blue states like California who stayed locked down selectively? In a deadly lockdown, which will take more lives than the COVID flu. I, I flat guarantee that. I can make the statistical case for you that it's already happening. We need to call this out. We need to be able to say, no, we're not paying another dime until this is until this is tracked down. Up the coast in Washington state, there's a woman named Susie Levine. Levin. Levine. She had been the supposed director of unemployment security under the supposed governor, Jay Inslee, our so-called governor, because he doesn't do much governoring in Washington state. Get this. Let's go back to this employee relationship. Okay. But this time, Greg calls Susie in. Uh, Hi, Susie. Thanks for coming in. Did you turn off all the fraud prevention techniques on the state unemployment website before the Nigerian scammers stole $1 billion in taxpayer money? Well, I didn't turn it off personally, but one of my employees apparently did. I'm not kidding. The federal government borrows money from China and prints it and invents it and sends some of it, like sending the states back their money minus some, to Washington State. It goes into an account. Apparently, and my friend Dory Monson is a radio host in Seattle, very good one, tracked down a whistleblower who has information that internally someone in the state government turned off the fraud prevention measures. That anybody in IT understands what these fraud prevention measures would be. And they siphoned out a billion dollars or so, and the states claimed that they've received $300 million back or, or, or recaptured it, and it went to Nigeria. And then dig this, dig this. Washingtonians wait 10 months or more for their money, for unemployment money. Susie Levin is on her way to Washington, D.C., where she'll enjoy an august and important career working for Joe Biden's dementia. She has not just failed up, she has frauded up to be in charge of something back there, or nominally in charge. Oh, by the way, in her defense, she did raise a lot of money for Democrats. Full stop. And, like Gavin Newsom, Jay Inslee in Washington State has not run around saying, find the thieves. In fact, here's his quote. I just think these uh, these people should be lambasted in the, in the strongest possible phrase. Back then, he only spoke through one mask rather than three. It is our responsibility as part of Russia's audience to call out these things as not normal. None of it's normal.
None of it's smooth. None of it respects the Republican form of governance. None of it is about unity. None of it is about honesty. None of it is about steadying this country. None of it is about making this country great again. It's all about reversing that. Senator Rand Paul joins us coming up on the Russia Buff program. Todd Herman filling in on the EIB Network. Such an honor to fill in for Rush Limbaugh. I do a uh, morning show in Seattle, KTTH, if you're ever interested in that. And also an honor to talk again with Senator Rand Paul. Uh, Senator Paul, welcome to the Rush Limbaugh program. Todd Herman filling in. Hey, Todd. Thanks for having me. And make sure you tell Rush we're, we're all rooting for him. Absolutely. And uh, that does mean a lot to him, Senator. Let me see if I understand this in, uh, in sort of my simpleton sort of understanding of governance. Um, the Senate Democrats and five Republicans want to use the article of impeachment designed to remove a president who is not right now president using a methodology not prescribed in the Constitution by having other than the chief justice of the Supreme Court uh, be the effective judge of this process. Did, did I get that correct? Well, I think you've hit on the key of this. The fact that the chief justice refuses to walk across the street, refuses to honor this proceeding, means that We're not impeaching a president, but if he's not the president, we're impeaching a private citizen, and there's nothing in the Constitution about it. But the thing is, is if we can impeach a private citizen, that means we can impeach Todd Herman, Rush Limbaugh. You can impeach anybody. And so we're coming for you, buddy. You're next. Oh, well, listen, I know I'm on several lists, but I, I've actually started to write some articles of impeachment for a fellow named Barack Hussein Obama because we could go do that, right? We could. And, you know, I suggested in my speech yesterday, why don't we impeach Kamala Harris? She offered to give bail money to people who were violently burning our cities. Is that not an incitement of violence? What about Bernie Sanders? Bernie Sanders, uh, his supporter, came and shot up the ball field, nearly killed Steve Scalise. And people said, well, he didn't really incite them. Well, they went around saying that the Republican plan for health care was you get sick and then you die. That sounds to me like if I had a sick child, that would make me really mad. I don't know, mad enough to hurt somebody. But here's the thing. None of us said we should impeach Kamala Harris. None of us said we should impeach Bernie Sanders because it's a dumb idea to hold everybody responsible for anybody who commits violence. And so this is an absurd thing. But they, the Democrats need to look in the mirror. Cory Booker said many times, get up in their face. He clenches his fist and says, get up in their face. What's Maxine Waters say? Form a, form a gang, form a crowd, go and assault these people in a restaurant. Is that not incitement of violence? Well, and then Senator uh, uh, Senator Rand Paul's with us. I'd also point to Portland, Oregon. Uh, if you want to talk about insurrection, several nights in a row, Senator, um, Antifa somehow got the money for a very expensive circular saw and a welding unit and attempted to weld their way into a federal courthouse to burn alive federal officers as the mayor of Portland refused to let the feds in or said he would arrest them if they came in. And sitting in the legislative director for um, the Speaker of the House, the Democrat Speaker of the House in Oregon, was arrested in Antifa rights and apparently says she's Antifa. Is that not insurrection? Well, all you got to do is go 100 miles north. And the mayor said in Seattle it was a summer of love when they violently and forcibly took over part of the city in Seattle. So, now there's example after example. And the thing is, is we have to have saner, calmer minds take over this. We cannot hold politicians responsible for saying, go fight, take back your country. In fact, I asked on the Senate floor, I said, if you are a senator who has never used the word fight, 
figuratively in a speech, raise your hand. Of course, nobody raised their hand because everybody, Republican, Democrat, they always say it because it's a, it's a figurative way of speaking. But the president actually said the opposite. He actually told them specifically peacefully march down to the Capitol. So this is a charade. This is the left. And, God, you cannot listen to anybody on the left, CNN, all these television stations. It was a violent insurrection that the president did. And they've, they've jumped to the conclusion, and uh, they don't even know what they're talking about. But they really need to be open to listening to Democrat words and explaining to the rest of us why these Democrats haven't been inciting violence. Yeah, it's it's really fascinating to watch, Senator Paul, because it seems like they're taking one part a Kafka novel, one part Orwell, and joining it together. And I wanted to ask you about this, because you have been so ahead of people, I think, on this in, in tracking what these Democrats want to do in addition to impeaching private citizens I'm I'm reading more and more and more that now Joe Biden intends they're exploring making sure that you have the proper pharmaceutical interventions in your body in order to fly domestically. And that would start with the mRNA injections, but could go to other things. Honestly, uh, Senator Paul, how concerned are you as as a a doctor and and be a senator about this stuff? In a free society, we all examine our own risks and make our own decisions. So, for example, under age 25, the chance of dying from coronavirus is about one in a million. Above 80, it's probably, you know, maybe five or six out of 100. It's a pretty decent chance of dying if you get it. So it's a much different risk. But I wouldn't say to everybody do the same thing. It also is more dangerous in bigger cities to the contagion spreads more rapidly than it does in a uh, Wyoming or South Dakota. But individuals should make this choice, and some people simply make the choice even against their own sort of benefit, but in a free country you make those choices. And this is why when you have these these nanny staters who tell you you can go to church, you can't go to church, you can go to the liquor store, but you can't go to church, uh, the government shouldn't be involved in these decisions. And it's a mistake that we've allowed the government to get involved, and we do need to push back because they will never relent. These people are never going to let you not wear a mask. I promise you, you will never get out from the mask because they're saying that even after all vaccinated, we don't know. You still might catch it a little bit. You still might transmit it even after everybody's vaccinated. So don't listen to these people. The mask mandates have not worked. None of the mandates have worked. There's study after study after study that shows that when you put in place these mandates, Guess what? The incidence of the infection kept rising. Even Biden admitted this the other day. The trajectory of the virus has been unaffected by anything we've done so far. Our only hope of changing the trajectory is a vaccine, but it should be voluntary. Well, Senator Paul, uh, we ran out of about uh, three minutes left with uh, Senator Rand Paul. Um, A, I I see that the president, President Trump, uh, has been now his ban from YouTube has been indefinitely extended. We know he's banned from Twitter. I hear so-called journalists now saying, hey, we need to stop uh, Comcast and Verizon from carrying Fox News, etc. Um, I see Democrats very excited about shutting down conservative and libertarian speech. And uh, this is this requires some supposition. You work with these people, uh, these Democrats, Senator Paul. Do they know that they have become the thing that they say they hate? You know, I don't re- think they realize that it's not a liberal notion. It's a it's a very uh, anachronistic, uh, old-fashioned, sort of closed-minded notion to not allow other people to speak or to have ideas. But it's getting that way. It's becoming that way for a long time. 
there are people now talking about going back to the Alien and Sedition Acts and actually making it a crime to have certain thoughts and say certain things. This happened, you know, with Adams back at the early part of our country when they actually put a congressman in jail. So, no, it's a, it's a very dangerous time. But, you know, it started with the climate extremists. The climate alarmists made there to be only one truth, and you had to accept it. And if you didn't, you were a denier. And it's, it's that way now with the election. And I'm going to take a real chance, but I'm going to say there was election fraud and it ought to be investigated. But that immediately, your, your, your whole radio station is probably being taken down as we, as, we, as we continue to talk. Some guy's up on the roof dismantling the antenna and your signal is being dampened. But this is what we're headed towards. You cannot dissent. Yeah. When there is no dissent, that's not a free society. When there is only one truth, and it's the truth that the left tells you, that's a real problem. We're heading in that way. We should all resist. We should fight in a figurative way, but we should resist. Senator, you made the point, and I think you did it brilliantly, around the fact that the, the you know, speaking of the election fraud, that, that they've not really looked at the evidence. They've used procedural means to kick this out. So I'm testing this theory. You're a very smart man. See if this theory holds. Uh, one way to make sure there's no evidence is to refuse to look at the evidence. Well, that's exactly right. I've said that I'm not for sure that it would have overturned the election, but I do know that there's a lot of uh, accusations of fraud and that they were not adequately looked at. And they do make a big difference towards 2022. So my proposition is I'm going to all the state legislatures and I'm saying, look at your elections. And I don't think really that we should have harvesting of votes where the taxpayer dollars are used to harvest votes through the mail. And we should change the state law to prevent that. If we didn't have that in Georgia, I think we would have won. But we should have Republicans and Democrats watching the votes closely. We shouldn't allow just Democrats and Republicans have to be kept behind a barbed wire fence 30 feet away. No, we need to fix that. We shouldn't let people vote twice. We shouldn't let dead people vote. We shouldn't let illegal aliens vote. And they say, well, how do you know? How do you know? Well, the Trump campaign and their lawyers put all this stuff forward, but no court heard it. How many were true? I'm willing to hear the other side, too. So I'm willing to see the examination, see the audits. But people say, oh, the elections were recounted. Well, yeah, they recounted the same votes they counted the first time, but nobody <laughs> examined whether they were valid. Yeah, it's, it's great. You know, I want to thank you personally uh, for being a great defender of liberty and for joining me today on the Rush Limbaugh program. We'll pass your good wishes on to the Maha and keep fighting for us, Senator Paul. We sure appreciate you. Thanks, Todd. It's Todd Herman in for Rush Limbaugh on the EIB Network, 800-282-2882. Can't wait to chat with you. It's Todd Herman filling in for Rush Limbaugh on the EIB Network. Reminder that you can leave one of your, share one of your special stories with Rush at RushLimbaugh.com. We just had Rand Paul join us to announce the masks ain't going away. It's going to be no return to that. I, you know, technocrats and leftists, they don't want to give up control. Coming up next hour, Donald Trump Jr., is going to spend some time with us. Why not? I'm very, very curious to know how his father's doing. I can guess because something tells me <laughs> something tells me President Trump is fired up and doing fine. But we'll talk with him about that and the social media bans and the impeachment that's coming up next. The power of the EIB, Candace in Mount Pleasant, Wisconsin. You will be the first caller on Russia's show. It's a tremendous responsibility. Welcome and kick us off in good stead. Thank you. That was a great interview with Rand Paul. He's great with language. You know, I love that. Okay, I'm, I'm calling to talk about conservative radio pundits who I've listened to for over 15 years. Um, one of the things I think is not doing our side very well is this whole tit-for-tat every day, the bombardment of 
every single pundit giving their version of tit for tat, which is not working because all the meanwhile, the left keeps taking the wrecking ball and wrecking every institution that we have. And now we need to know from you guys, how do we go about organizing against this when the public sector unions, who are the wrecking ball, get all our taxpayer money and we get nothing? Let me give you a perfect example. When we had the poll workers, who were mostly public sector uh, union hacks, almost all of them, they were paid a lot of money. We in the GOP, we get nothing. We volunteer. How are you supposed to be able to fight that when they get all the money? I would like to see some GOP people start raising some hell that the public sector unions are organizing on the taxpayer dollars, and the GOP has none of that money. We don't have a guaranteed income. No, they go and they, what do they do? They take a wrecking ball to our jobs, like the pipeline. 2,000 pipe fitters in Wisconsin were put out of work, you know, in its first executive order. And I haven't heard peep from the GOP in Wisconsin who should take back our National Guard. They shouldn't be helping Joe Biden one bit. I cannot tell you how intellectually in love with what you're saying I am. And I, I want to, I'm not trying to defend myself. I'll just, I don't know if this is the first time you've heard me fill in for Rush, but um, we did in a couple shows in a row talking about how to get into serving on your park board, on your school board. There you go. Now you get rid of the unions, you get on the school board, you rein the unions in. How you run for city council and unopposed seats, how you run for, for unopposed seats in general, how we get into the game. And speaking of not normal, there, the, the Freedom Foundation won the ability for government workers in many government jobs to get out of their unions. They no longer have to pay the dues. We need to promote that. I was once hit in the back of the head with a two-by-four by a union member in Spokane, Washington, who was upset because I was, I was talking about the union abuse of the workers. And, and I, I agree that these people are held captive. I also I, I say this. I do not see the fire. I hear you. And I, I, I want to follow you, Candace. I hear you speaking with passion and knowledge about what's going on. And I could sit and, and listen to you in an audience and say, follow Candace. Candace gets it. No, I'm not kidding you. I'm not kidding you. And I, I'll tell you, I've, I've challenged people on this show. But Candace, listen, you have, you have the architecture. You have the information. One of the things I tell people is information is potential power. Candace, run for office. Declare today you are running for office in the state of Wisconsin. I will ask Team EIB to put you on hold. I will do what I can to put you in touch with Scott Walker or Reince Priebus. I'll do a, commit now to run for office. Well, I already help with volunteering uh, locally. Oh, wait a minute. The volunteering is awesome. But Candace, you're a leader. <laughs> EIB members, Rush fans, is this not a leader? Step where up, are the kids. Rest of the people, where are the rest of the people that are volunteering <laughs> instead of, you know, complaining from their lazy boy chair? Uh, okay, then let's do this. What you, you, you are a leader with energy and knowledge. And if you gather six people, here's my advice to you, direct advice. Pick a target, isolate it, cut it off from its support base. Alinsky. All right. You are really knowledgeable about how the unions are distorting things and how the Democrats are using that free labor and forced contributions. Get in touch with the Freedom Foundation and find out the legalities in your state. Gather six people, create a website and a Facebook page and give it a name and start going into the offices of Republican legislators and tell them we are keeping track. You are going to give us our freedom from these unions. You know what scares the heck out of um, 
office holders, and I'm not I'm not trying to be I'm not trying to be overtly sexist here, but when moms get involved, I'm telling you there's something about the mama grizzly mode, as Sarah Palin would put it, that just freaks these people out. If you will take your activism up to that level, lo and behold, you'll have people join you because they'll see that that Candace is having fun. She's making a difference. You post the results of that. You share them in small groups. Then six, Candace, it'll become 600. Given how you speak with passion and knowledge, it'll become 600. And I appreciate you calling Russia's show. I said you were the kickoff caller. I think Keith screening calls today planted you to get the show off in good stead. That was brilliant. Thank you, Candace. Mount Pleasant, Wisconsin. Todd Herman in for Rush Limbaugh on the EIB Network. This is Todd Herman filling in for Rush Limbaugh on uh, the biggest radio show in history built by Rush and Team EIB and us, the listeners. And it's an incredible honor. I don't know if this is um, if this is a sign of, of something sad, like a like a medical mental decline, in which case I don't want to make fun of it. It's it's probably more so the Trump derangement syndrome. There's a wave two of that. And the second wave is surging. Uh, and there's 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 some simple tests for this. Thomas Friedman has self-diagnosed. He used to be an economist and then he gave that up and became a shrill shrieker. Works at the New York Times. He tweeted Does anyone have any idea where a 65-year-old and older can get vaccinated against COVID in Maryland? They opened the category today and told people nothing about where to go. None of this would be happening if Governor Larry Hogan were governor. This is impeachable incompetence. Well, but, but, but Tom, Larry Hogan is still (laughs) the governor of Maryland, for all his faults as a kind of squishy Republican, he's still there. That's a sign of the new wave of TDS. I don't think it came from Brazil. I think it came from downtown Manhattan, kind of in the uh, area of the New York Times building. I understand it was ground zero for the new wave of TDS, Trump derangement Center. Todd Herman in for Rush Limbaugh, Donald Trump Jr. coming up. Why are people still on the fence about owning gold and silver? I just don't understand. Have we already forgotten about regional bank closures, inflation, global instability, and the potential for serious world conflicts? You can look to precious metals for various reasons. One, having tangible currency on hand as part of your bug-out plan. Two, diversifying your portfolio as a hedge against inflation. And three, historically, gold increases in value over time. You keep yourself informed about global events. You see the increase in conflicts around the globe. Countries are buying and hoarding massive amounts of gold. Why aren't you? It's time to pull the trigger with the Oxford Gold Group and buy gold and silver. Nobody can predict the future, but we can't put our head in the sand either. The people with Oxford Gold Group are real pros. They make owning gold and silver simple and easy to understand. Call Oxford Gold Group right now and you may qualify for up to $10,000 in free precious metals. Call 833-995-GOLD. That's 833-995-GOLD. One more time, 833-995-G-O-L-D. When you have health insurance, it's easy to think, I'm covered, no worries. Well, not so fast. Remember, your out-of-pocket costs are not covered by insurance. That can be a lot of money for your family. But how do you know you're not being overbilled? 
It's estimated that over 50% of medical bills contain errors. Unless you're a billing expert, how do you know your medical bills are accurate? HealthLock can help. HealthLock is a healthcare technology company that securely connects with your insurance. When your medical claims come in, HealthLock technology reviews the claim for errors like overbilling, wrong codes, and fraud. HealthLock makes it easy to find and fix hidden errors, so you pay only what you owe. You can even have HealthLock work on your behalf to get money back from select past bills. To date, HealthLock has helped its members save over $130 million. Bottom line, insurance alone isn't enough. To save, visit HealthLock.com. Do it today before you see another healthcare provider. That's HealthLock.com. Pure Talk, the cell phone company we both rely on, is further investing in their customers without charging an extra penny. Pure Talk is now providing international roaming to over 50 countries. That's right. As you plan your summer travel, make sure your wireless provider has you covered at home and abroad. Pure Talk already puts you on America's most dependable 5G network, but now they're giving you coverage in more than 50 countries, too. Unlimited talk, text, and plenty of 5G data for just $20 a month. That's less than half the price of Verizon, AT&T, or T-Mobile. You keep your phone number and your phone unless you want to get great savings on the latest iPhones and Androids. Up to you. Go to puretalk.com slash buck and make the switch today. That's puretalk.com slash buck, and you'll save an additional 50% off your first month. Switch to Pure Talk so you can afford to travel this summer. And thank you to Rush and Team EIB for having me here, and most of all, you for hanging out with me, a fellow listener to the Rush Limbaugh program. It is the day the Lord has made and the time in which he has decided we shall live, and we could wish it was otherwise because it is a weird time. I'm reading something that, that it's breathtaking. Donald Trump Jr. is going to join us. Uh, we're going to talk about the uh, uh, impeachment attempt in the Senate and the fact that YouTube is now indefinitely suspended his father's account, Donald Trump Jr., joining us. I'd love to ask him about this. This is a, an email that has come out. I took it to the DHS website, dhs.gov. The acting secretary of Homeland Security has issued a National Terrorism Advisory System bulletin due to heightened threat environment across the United States, which the Department of Homeland Security believes will persist in the weeks following the successful presidential election. Information suggests that some ideologically motivated violent extremists with objection to the exercise of government authority and the presidential transition, as well as other perceived grievances fueled by false narratives, could continue to mobilize or incite others to commit violence. They point to longstanding racial and ethnic tension, including opposition to immigration, is one of the reasons they they point to people being angry over restrictions because of the COVID flu, the 2020 election results, a range of issues. I didn't see this for the past two weekends when Antifa, who are the foot soldiers of Black Lives Matter Incorporated, which has their fundraising done by a woman named Susan Rosenberg, who, as I call the media reports, set off a bomb in the, the Senate office building in 1983 to try to kill Republicans, planned and advertised and promoted and announced and talked about and carried out violent riots in Portland and Seattle. 
In both of those cities, they've made legitimate attempts to murder police officers. In both of those cities. In Portland, it was federal officers in a courthouse multiple times per night. They tried to burn them alive. In Seattle, they tried to burn them alive. Hit one in the back of the head with a baseball bat, but the officer had a bicycle helmet on because it's Seattle and the cops ride bikes. That's, that's not Ben. I've not seen an email about this. And this is all couched in an extension of something that the Democrats started upon the riots that got out of hand in the Capitol. Immediately, they started spreading out the terminology. Do you remember? It was a siege, and then it was an attack, um, and then it was, um, there was something before, oh, it was insurrection, then it was a coup attempt. And first, it was the people involved, some Trump supporters, and we know at least one Black Lives Matter activist who said, we're going to dress up like Trump supporters. He was arrested. Of course, he was tossed on bail. He's good to go. Oh, with no bail. Pardon me. Friend of Kamala Harris. He gets the friend of Kamala discount. Then it expanded into people who weren't sufficiently uh, self-flagellating, whipping themselves in the back about this. Then, then they were extremists. And then, and then people who didn't find this to be the most horrendous act in history, then they were extremists. And now it's terrorists. And now it's domestic terrorism. And they're spreading the net. <laughs> you have people on CNN and MSNBC spreading the net that, okay, now it's, it's the deprogramming camps aren't just anymore for people who work for the Trump administration. Now it's for people who aren't sufficiently appalled by Orange Man Bad. It's listen. We talked about this in the first hour. This, this isn't normal, and it's our responsibility to call this out as not normal. These things are not normal. We were supposed to have some big attack on the Capitol during the inauguration, so they militarized it, then made the uh, the National Guardsmen sleep in the basement of a parking garage. That never materialized. The attacks on the fifty state capitals. Remember that there were going to be attacks on the fifty state capitals. That never materialized. It's almost like they're trying to promote a new state of fear. It's almost like they've gotten the taste of blood in their mouth that, man, we can really control a lot of things when people are really, really afraid. And and Democrats are really easy to scare. And Democrats really crave, crave, crave big brother authoritarianism. They love it. It makes them feel better. Consequently, we have new enemies of the state. Mark Stein had Mike Lindell, the founder of MyPillow, on yesterday. I've spoken to Mike, uh, Mike Lindell as well. He's the enemy of the state. Now think of this. This is a cat who had been, at, and he told me this, I'm not talking out of school, but he told me this in, on, on my radio show, that he had been a drug addict and an alcoholic, and he had been sort of an itinerant gambler and was what you would call a guy headed for welfare and begging for subsistence from the state. But instead, Mike Lindell found God, and he found the mission. And his mission, as he explained it to me, was I'd spent so many sleepless nights. I said, you know what? I want to make it my mission in life to help people sleep well. So he designed his pillow. His daughter made the first logo. His little girl made the first logo. Mike went around for years to state fairs and home improvement shows. And he was that guy that you walk by at the Costco talking about his pillow. The guy that you ignore, a guy dude selling pillows. 
when it took off, and it has taken off, and he's built this incredible company, he could have overseed everything. He could have outsourced everything to China or India. Instead, he has 200 people working for him in his hometown. He's disappeared from Twitter. He's the enemy of the people. He's an extremist because of his ideas. And please don't come to me with Twitter's a private company. It's sort of private. They're clearly acting in concert with Joe Biden's dementia and Kamala Harris and the party. I don't see Mitch McConnell. I see Rand Paul and others speaking up for Mike Lindell and for free speech. I don't see Mitch McConnell blowing this out. And it's not just as if it's if it's just, you know, oh, it's just Mike Lindell. It's not. It's also President Trump indefinitely banned from YouTube. It's also this. This is this is the sign. Do you know what a social contagion is? Clearly you do. A social contagion is something that can appear to be medical. Like you go back to the days of the witch trials. That was a social contagion. You had these girls acting in this way and it freaked people out and oh, they're witches. And so we'll go through this process. It's a, the, we see these social contagions with kids. You know, this, there's a, a parody that runs on Russia's show about condom sniffing, and it can be done in a healthy way. It's a social contagion. Some of them are very bad social contagions. Take this drug or do this to your body or cut yourself or give yourself a home tattoo, etc., home surgery. There's a social contagion going on in the world of literature. You have book writers, promoters of books, preventing them from being written. If you've ever wondered what you would be doing in the age of the Big Brother state saying, let's not even bother, let's not, let's not bother ourselves with burning the books. That seems like a lot of work. First, you got to carry the books and then light a fire and then blow, you know, get the flames going up. That's a lot of work. Let's just prevent them from ever being published. There's a list circulating. I think it's up to 600 people in the world of literature now, writers, publishers, editors saying, don't give Anyone who worked with the Trump administration, any access to the publishing world, disappear them, depeople them, depersonalize them, make them non-humans, disappear their thoughts, their ideas, their objections, their hopes, their aspirations, they're gone. Never let them be heard from. They're in the idea publishing business. And they've become the thing that they said they hated. This is how you know you've been taken for a ride. This is how you know you have been conned. This is how you know you might, in fact, be in sort of a cult. Oh, I'd never turn my back on my family. Oh, I'd never turn my back on my principles. I'm a writer. I get this. This comes from 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 Twitter, but this is as far as I can tell, it's verified. Colleen Offelin, a literary agent, was fired by Jennifer DiChiera for having for having for having a parlor and gab account. Not apparently, as I understand it, for what she posted for having an account on social media sites disliked by the party. 
This is a sign that the fight, as Rand Paul reminds us, the medical for, metaphorical fight is not over. We had a woman, Candace, call us last hour. I begged her to run for office. It's been interesting to see the response on this from people. Oh, Candace is great, but, but what about this? I want to dig into that response that we're hearing from people on the phones, 800-282-2882. And coming up in about 12 minutes, about uh, about 14 minutes, Donald Trump Jr. joins us on the Rush Limbaugh program. It's Todd Herman filling in on the one and the only EIB Network. It's Todd Herman filling in for Rush Limbaugh on the EIB Network. Thanks to my friends 590 KQ&T in Spokane for once again letting them use their studios to find myself Away from KTTH, my home in Seattle, radio show there. Linda in Colts Neck, New Jersey. You are on the Rush Limbaugh program. It's Todd Herman filling in. Hi, Linda. Where's Colts Neck? Oh, Colts Neck is beautiful. I know people think New Jersey is a dump, but a lot of the state is green. And um, it's in central New Jersey. Uh, we actually have a, a Trump golf course right in town, and it's, it's, it's all horse country. It's beautiful. Awesome. Awesome. I've been to uh, some rural parts of New Jersey and the beaches, and, and I don't think your, uh, your stage is a dump at all. So welcome to Rush's show. What's on your mind? Uh, well, first of all, I love Rush. I've been listening to him for 20 years, and I, I wish him the best with his health, and he is my new source. So I thank God every day for him. But what I want to say is uh, pretty simple. I think that the Republicans in office right now across the board in D.C. and around the country have to realize that their Republican base, which is all well, Trump supporters, the, the, this is their Republican base. There is nobody else because we just had an election and we all voted for Trump. So they know that the Republican base is Trump supporters or Trump supporters. We have no faith in the, vote, the voting security of any of our future elections. And until that is solved, I don't know if any of us are either going to vote because why waste our vote? Because if we have machines or mail-in ballots of underage children that they're going to count as valid votes votes why would we actually waste our time voting and almost being made a fool of when we know that our candidate is not going to win because they're going to cheat and we truly believe this happens there's 75 plus million trump voters in this country who are republican-based voters who absolutely are questioning will i ever vote again and will I vote for Republican? Because the Republicans have completely abandoned Trump, thinking a fool out of him with this second um, delusional, unconstitutional impeachment. And they're making fools out of us, which is their base, their voters. And does the Republicans in office realize this? I, th- I think some Republicans do. I don't know if you heard Rand Paul on a, on a Russia show with me last hour, that he's going state to state and telling people, here's how to clean up the vote rolls and here's how to do this. And I'm a believer, you know, Linda, that we can do a lot of things at once. I agree with you wholeheartedly on election integrity. It is a clown show that you can have states say, oh, we can't figure out how to cleanse the databases. We'll do it for you. Someone, and maybe it's the Trump family, maybe it's another rich person who's conservative, needs to help propel groups like True the Vote who do great work and make that a prime duty. Never stop tracking down these fraudsters and demand simple things like start with something very simple like this. You prevent card counting in Las Vegas by having cameras 
on the hands of every, what they would call gamer, in fact, gambler, on every station, at the roulette tables, everywhere. You're telling me we can't have eye-in-the-sky cameras that could be crowdsourced so every single American can watch every disputed ballot counted. Take ideas like this and press this and be at town hall meetings and embarrass these people. You can't, you won't believe when you embarrass a Democrat, even a Democrat that don't think they have shame, and you say something like, I'm curious, why is there better security on the card decks at the casinos than there is on our ballots? Will you right now demand eye in the sky technology to count our ballots? We need to apply pressure on both sides, but flood the zones. But where I can't get is, I can't get to, um, so, so we give up. I, I, I can't get there. And furthermore, on getting there, this is one of the challenges when we're living in a, in a fog of war type situation. And we are because the left and CNN and MSNBC and The New York Times and, hey, wear 10,000 masks. And then, you know, no one could ever get another virus if we all wear 10,000 masks. Constantly changing targets is you never know what to believe. Here's what I believe. We can employ the technology. We can catch the fraudsters. We can push back. We can do the last thing that the Democrats expect us to do, which is to say, okay, there's disinformation. Okay, you're lying. Okay, there's fraud. And guess what? We're going to triple down on our activism. We're going to triple down on the time we spend. Yes, we're going to run for office, but we're also going to never give up sniffing out this fraud and the fraudsters. And that's who I think we are. And, and not to fall back on the words of the Maha, but I remember, I remember, um, I remember the, um, the day before Christmas Eve program. And you, you, you offered Rush your, your, your prayers and your support. Remember what he told us? It's never time to give up on the country. That's, that's what I heard from the Maha. And so I would ask us to take that to heart because, Linda, you're not alone. My, my Twitter feed is filled with people who have said the same thing. So I, I hope that begins to address your concerns as a patriot. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for defending your home state. Linda in uh, Colts Neck, New Jersey, thanks for joining us on Russia's show. Let's go quickly to Susan in Fort Myers, Florida. Susan, I hate to hurry you, but we are going to have Donald Trump Jr. come on right after you. Welcome to Russia's show, Susan. Got it. Thanks. I'd like to piggyback off of what Candace said. I'm one of those sitting in my lazy boy chair, listening to all the talking heads on radio and TV, who rehash what those terrible Dems have done. What the heck? I am now motivated to do more, more than throw money at the GOP. You say we can do a lot of things at once. Why aren't we doing them? Why don't we see the fraudulent election coming and do something about it ahead of time? Why aren't we always, you know, talking about Hillary Clinton's emails? Who cares? Let's look ahead like the Dems do. We don't, we didn't prepare for speech repression of big tech. Are we stupid? No, we whine about big tech. We don't do anything to protect ourselves. Don't we see this coming down the road? We're always looking at the past. Dems look years ahead and, you know, in all different directions and figure out how to expand their power. And the GOP just sits there on their hands. What's going on? I will tell you, there's a huge divorce between Republican and conservative activists and voters and the party in D.C. Professional Republicans. Have you ever heard me use the phrase professional Republican? It means this. If you were to ask someone, hey, what do you do for a living? Oh, I Republican. What's that? Well, I do what the party wants me to do, and I go on TV, and I, and I talk about tax rates and marginal tax cuts. I will tell you, Susan, far too many of them are comfortable. Far too many of them are okay with it. This is why I push people to seize control of the Republican Party. It's been done 
in states. It's not hard. Count the number of people who show up for the county meetings, outnumber them, seize control, take over their vote gathering infrastructure, take over the ballot positions, which is one of the big one of the big uh, ways that the two party systems, the uniparty blocks us from getting on ballots. That can be done. I guarantee it. And the Republican Party knows it, too. Donald Trump Jr. Next on the Russian Bot program with Todd Herman filling in. Thank you for putting up with the rank amateur in the seat of uh, the truest professional, Rush Limbaugh. Joining me now, Donald Trump Jr. on the Rush Limbaugh program, Todd Herman filling in. Hi, Donald. Welcome to the show. Good to be with you, Todd. How are you doing today? Well, you know, I'm sitting in for the world's most successful talk show host and the biggest talk show in the world, and I'm talking to Donald Trump Jr., so I'm saying I'm going to have a good day. How are you? So far, so good. Uh, It's good to be with you and, and, and that incredible audience. Yeah, you know, there's a couple things I want to ask before we get to some of the businesses of the day. I've just died to ask you a couple things. Uh, I want to talk about your father and the indefinite ban on YouTube. I want to talk about this this farce, this Orwellian farce of this uh, impeaching a person who's not president right now. First of all, how is your father and how is your family, Donald? Uh, the, the family's doing great. Uh, my father's doing well. Uh, you know, honestly, uh, you know, the, the outpouring of support uh, that we've seen over the last, you know, two weeks, couple weeks, uh, has just been amazing. Uh, you know, real people, real Americans, proud of, you know, his America First agenda, just reaching out, sharing their love. It, it's absolutely, uh, it, it's been amazing um, in some otherwise, you know, relatively dystopian times when you see what else is going on. With dystopian, doesn't begin to explain it. I'm glad you used the phrase because I think it's spot on. It is bizarre. And that leads into a second question. I've always wanted to ask your family this, that, you know, your father, when running for president, didn't make any bones about the fact that there were people like Nancy Pelosi or Chuck Schumer. Oh, they want to get the pre- a picture with with Mr. Trump and they and they want Mr. Trump's attention and they want Mr. Trump's money. And there must have been a time when you guys looked around and said, you know what? We've got to use our influence to fix this, that this is broken, that this is this is all screwed up. Was there a time where your father got the family together or you got the family together and said, hey, let's do this? And was was there an occasion like that? You know, it's interesting that you brought up Chuck Schumer with that, because obviously, you know, being a New York politician, we were from New York. We, you know, build buildings in New York City. So, you know, you sort of are exposed uh, probably mostly to Democrats. I think for me, my first real experience uh, of disgust with politicians was essentially watching Chuck Schumer come in here, uh, you know, begging for money and for dollars and, you know, talking about how, oh, yeah, 99 percent of my time is just raising money for the next campaign. Uh, you know, sort of laughing that there's no time actually spent uh, doing what the American people think that Congress should be doing. Uh, it, it's all but one big fundraising scheme. It has nothing to do with actually working for the people. And we see a little bit about that. I mean, I think Rand Paul, uh, who I believe you had on earlier, did a phenomenal job yesterday calling that out on the floor. First of all, saying, you know, how insane it is that, uh, you know, the rep- and, and how good it is, frankly, that Republicans did not uh, vote to impeach every Democrat that incited a supposedly violence uh, against Trump administration 
immigration officials over the last, uh, you know, nine, ten months, or frankly, over the last four years, you know, to get up in their face. How we wouldn't do that, but all of a sudden the Democrats, uh, you know, are doing just that with this sham impeachment. Uh, then you have, you know, all but five of the Republicans. And when I say all but five, those five are basically, you know, the 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 rhinos uh, that, you know, who, whom without you might as well have Democrats. I mean, you know, with, with Republican like with Republicans like Mitt Romney and Ben Sass, uh, who actually needs Democrats? Um, you know, but. Sorry, well, that's just a great true. line. I mean, between Markowski, <laughs> Collins, Sass, you, you got the you know, guy up in Pennsylvania couldn't you know he couldn't get elected dog catcher right now. But you know when they realize that they try to be loved. You know it, it's particularly bad for Romney, right? Because the media who he's playing to are the same people that took him out. Uh, yeah. They. they they ended his presidential run. He could have won that quite easily. He positioned himself very well to do that. He could have done it. He was too weak to actually fight back against that. Uh, you know, Utah is probably, I think, the second most conservative state in the union, and yet he was going against all of the things that Trump did for, uh, you know, for life or many of the other things that matter to his constituency, because he would still rather be loved by the people that, yes. if he ever had future aspirations, I, you know, I, I can't imagine that actually happening. I mean, I think, you know. He'll be a senator from Utah, but that's as far as it's ever going to go. You know, those those same people would take him out in a second. Uh, So, you know, again, watching those those five go against it doesn't surprise me. But when you have a 17, uh, you know, Republican threshold to impeach, you would think that in the midst of a pandemic, Todd, that the Democrats and frankly, all of our other politicians would say, hey, maybe we have something more important to do than follow through on, you know, (laughs) chuckles and Nancy Pelosi's political theater. Maybe we should actually address the needs of Americans who are suffering. Uh, We seem to be addressing the needs of China very well, but we're not addressing the needs of actual Americans. We're destroying their jobs in the last week. So, you know, you would think that they'd have something else to do, but apparently not. I guess they're more interested in getting a quick, cheap soundbite on MSNBC. Just so well said. Donald Trump Jr. is with us on the Rush Limbaugh program. And I, I, I hurt because, you know, uh, not on my show, my morning show is out of Seattle. So I'm a West Coast base, but I've watched the cities burn. I've watched Black Lives Matter Incorporated take black lives. I saw what you and your father presented at your, you know, when you guys were presenting your case to be president. It was just remarkable. Uh, And so well stated as well about Romney, who they said, hey, he gave the guy cancer. I don't know how you do that. And then you watch this. And I, I watched it. Your father's. YouTube account has been indefinitely suspended. There are there are literary agents being fired for having a Gab account. There there are 500 publishers and authors saying don't publish anybody who worked or had anything to do with the Trump administration. And Donald Trump Jr., honest to goodness, I mean, I don't mean to pander to you. I just like, can you even believe we're watching this in the United States? Uh, no, well, yes, I can, because I've been pretty vocal about it. You know, I was one of the first guys talking about it. I, I wrote a book called Triggered about it. I wrote a follow-up book, because amazingly enough, even in, in a few short months after the first one came out, uh, I wrote Liberal Privilege because they gave me so much more material. So, no, it, it doesn't surprise me. I mean, the, the purge is real, and they want to eliminate conservative thought. They don't want to have an argument anymore. You know, yeah. Education is not based on you know, sort of uh, you know, a, a hodgepodge of ideas, and you argue them 
out and see which one wins. You know, I use sort of the, the phrase, like, you know, I, I want to have that fight in my RNC speech where I said, you know, and may the best idea win. They don't even want to do that. They want to say this is what the group think is. Anything else is verboten. Anything else gets you canceled. And they've done that. You see what they've done with my, my father's other social media platforms. You know, I was one of – because I've been so vocal on the subject for so long, you know, years now, uh, but talking about it and watching it get progressively worse, I actually did that myself. The, the day that Twitter – instituted their ban of my father, I said, man, uh, you know, I got online quick, and the guys that just literally run my website, donjr.com, just D-O-N-J-R.com, I go, guys, give me a box at the top right-hand corner. Uh, you know, when you open that up, just you know, give me a place where people can put their email. Cause I, and then I got on Facebook and my platforms, and I said, hey, guys, I could be off these platforms tomorrow. Not for anything I did, but I've spent a lot of time curating these things. As you guys know, I spend a lot of time on social. I interact. Uh, it, you know, People want to hear my voice. That's why I have a big following, despite sort of all of the censorship that goes on, the deplatforming, the random unfollows, uh, the, you know, the fake fact checks so they can ding your account and not let it grow. And I said, guys, go on DunJr.com and give me your email. I did this the Friday night that my father, um, that my father was thrown off Twitter. And within 30 Six hours. I had almost two million emails. Incredible. I mean, think about that, Todd. DonJr.com. Yeah. Two million emails for people that said, "Hey, in the event I wake up tomorrow and I'm thrown off these platforms, not because of anything I actually did, but because you know some not so you know uh, not so arbitrary uh, person decides they don't want." what I'm saying out there in the ether anymore, I said, you know, give me your information. I got on Telegram uh, earlier this week, uh, and I'm already pushing almost a million followers on there because it's not algorithmically based. Seventy-something percent of those people are choosing to have their notifications on. So there is a market for the content that guys like me, guys like my father, people who are willing to actually engage, people who are willing to fight, people who don't just take the leftist talking points and accept them as though they are the gospel, but will actually push back on the nonsense. Uh, you know, there is a market for that, and I saw that. So, by the way, if any of your listeners, you know, in case I am thrown off those platforms, and you know, if you like my social, you never know, it could be gone tomorrow. Go on DonJr.com. You know, literally just put in your email. I'll let you know where I land uh, in time. But I think we have to do that, and I think we have to get away from our dependence on the big three because I know the time that I put into there, and yet I see what they do to my account. I'm getting 10% of the likes on Instagram that I got two months ago because they're saying, yeah, man, he's got a powerful platform. Let's just make sure that no one new sees this material. Uh, you know, I, I get 100 million impressions a week, and I'm losing followers. Like, it's, you know, it's not possible if it was equitable. And while we see a huge push uh, for things, you know, equity, social equity these days uh, from the Biden administration, there doesn't seem to be a lot of desire for equity for people who have an alternate viewpoint uh, or a differing opinion from the conventional wisdom of California uh, big tech oligarchs. Characteristically, the Trump family is planning and working and going to go in, in a realm that these people are not ready for. It's so thrilling to hear that, Don Jr. I have to, I have to take one act of privilege as a, as a fill-in for us. I have to tell you this, and I hope that you'll give me grace. My daughter is a big fan of Barron. And the games Barron plays, and she will have me killed, Donald Trump Jr., if I do not ask you to pass on hello to Barron from SH. Will you do that for me? I, 
I, I will 100% uh, do, I will do that for you. You know, it's, uh, uh, I, I, I get that a lot. So it's good I, to see. I don't want I, I know that's awkward. I want to ask one closing question and I can feel it from Usher's audience. Is your father going to run for president again? And if not, are you going to run for president? Well, listen, you know, when people sort of do that push and I see some of the people printing the T-shirts for Don Jr. 2025, hey, it's probably the greatest compliment in the world. And it, it, but, it, but really, it's more indicative of the fact that, you know, the conservative base, uh, you know, and, and I, you know, I really think it's a, it's a Trump base now. They just want, they are longing for someone who's willing to actually fight. Donald Trump was willing to do that. He was willing to take the hits from the left and keep plowing through. Uh, you know, for four years, I mean, you know, the impeachment hoax that we're going through, they, they, guess what? They started that, uh, you know, on, you know uh, the, on election day uh, in 2016. Uh, this is nothing new. It's a continuation to end that. The person who's willing to take on the swamp, who's willing to take on the special interest, who's willing to fight and not be beholden uh, to the swamp, who's very powerful, who's been entrenched for decades, uh, who've gotten very rich and powerful doing that, and don't want to let go of that power. We understand how that works, and you see that playing out before your very eyes. Just ask all of the unions that spent a lot of hardworking blue-collar union dues to elect Joe Biden, who just lost their jobs this week. And it's going to continue. Um, and that we're going to give it all to China, and we're going to satisfy the special interests, and we're going to satisfy the military-industrial complex. So you know, there's no doubt to me um, that that demand exists. And whether it's for my father, I know he's going to stay active. I know he's going to stay vocal, and we'll just come up with a different way of doing it. You know, I know for me, again, I was the first sort of, you know, let's call it conservative influencer to say, man, Twitter just did that to the sitting yep. president of the United States. Like, let's get ahead of this. So, you know, within half an hour, I had to think, go on DonJr.com. I urge, you know, all of your listeners do that. I'll let you know where my dad ends up. I'll let you know where I end up in the event that we're thrown off these platforms even further. Um, it's simple. It's DonJr.com. Give me your email. That's it. It'll take you two seconds, but at least we have a way of communicating. And what we're going to have to do is we're going to have to be more innovative. Now, the left always said, you know, well, if you don't like it, go start your own Twitter. And people yep. did. They created Parler. But yep. then Amazon took them off their Amazon Web Services. Apple took them off the App Store. So it's not actually that simple. You can't just go do it yourself. And again, I don't want to just end up in a conservative echo chamber because I think I can argue the idea is better. Yep. I think I can destroy most of these left. I think you can. I think you can. But they I think don't you want can. That. They want the echo chamber. Absolutely. I mean, just spending time with you, I know you can destroy them. Give your father uh, the best wishes of the Rush Limbaugh audience, myself, and God bless you for coming on the show. Don Jr. joins us. Todd Herman in for Rush Limbaugh on the EIB Network. Thank you, sir. What an incredible first two hours for a mere guest host, uh, Senator Rand Paul, just now Donald Trump Jr. I have received so many... Um, tweets and keith who's screening calls today was telling me he's received so many calls from people who didn't have time to go in the air or still waiting to talk about election fraud and about getting ahead of things and about the republican party sitting back and letting things happen to them and and no foresight and so next hour i want to dig into what that looks like to get ahead of things on election fraud on this ab- absolute culture war that we're seeing, which is where the Republicans really shrink. They're scared to death on those topics. So next hour, I am going to go through everything. I th- well, not everything, but 
the top things I think that they should do, that we can do, that we can all do together, starting with trying to get to the point where people vote again and sort of trust their ballots. Um, Gordon in Charleston, South Carolina, we went a little long with Don Jr., so I got about a minute with you. Gordon, welcome to Rush's show. Sorry to rush you. Oh, no worries. Thank you for having me. Um, I just wanted to, like, talk about how, you know, Biden, if you go back a couple months, you know, saying that he has a plan and everything for COVID and, you know, everything's going to go away once uh, Biden's elected. But we all knew that. And, um, you know, come out, I think it was about a week ago, um, you know, he's saying now that, you know, it's going to be at least, uh, I think he said, eight eight month process, you know, just to get this thing kind of under control. So what I want to address, and I think it should be, you know, on the concerns of both parties or regardless of how you vote, is, you know, when does the pandering that these people do just get down to straight up lying? Because it's not, you know, there, there's broken promises and everything. And Donald Trump was one of the most effective leaders to deliver on his promises. But, uh, you know, Biden just saying that this thing's going to go away, he has a plan, and now there's more or less nothing. And we're just doing the exact same thing that our president previously was still doing. Okay, I want to get to that, Gordon, when we come back from the break, because you just cued me into starting next hour's monologue early on something we can do towards that end. You inspired that. We'll do that when we come back on the Russian Buff program. Todd Herman filling in on the EIB Network. It's Todd Herman in for Rush Limbaugh on the EIB Network. Uh, the same... Republicans, professional Republicans who grouse about, and they're correct, a media bias. It goes beyond that. CNN, MSNBC, New York Times, these these people uh, basically run the Democrat Party. I mean, they're at the top of the food chain. They're basically telling the Democrats what to do. These same Republicans who are aware of the power of the media to swing elections and to hide facts about Hunter Biden, which, which you know did demonstrably swing many, many votes that would have gone to the president. Don't use it. I know about the platforms. I know about the shutdowns. We just talked about that with Donald Trump Jr., YouTube, etc. Here's here's something very simple. In every state, there are lockdown tragedies. In every state. I get the emails all the time. I got an email from a listener in Montana who lost their son to suicide because of the lockdowns. That should be a story told on the floor of the Senate. That should be a story taken to small movie houses. That should be a story independently produced because there are all too many millions of them. And they're going on in blue states to this day. That's a way to focus the mind on an Andrew Cuomo or a Gavin Newsom. There's the face that said, nah, it's just a kid. It's just a teen or two. It's Todd Herman filling in for Rush Limbaugh on the EIB Network. Why are people still on the fence about owning gold and silver? I just don't understand. Have we already forgotten about regional bank closures, inflation, global instability, and the potential for serious world conflicts? You can look to precious metals for various reasons. One, having tangible currency on hand as part of your bug-out plan. Two, diversifying your portfolio as a hedge against inflation. And three, historically, gold increases in value over time. You keep yourself informed about global events. You see the increase in conflicts around the globe. Countries are buying and hoarding massive amounts of gold. Why aren't you? It's time to pull the trigger with the Oxford Gold Group and buy gold and silver. Nobody can predict the future, but we can't put our head in the sand either. The people with Oxford Gold Group are real pros. They make owning gold and silver simple and easy to understand. 
Call Oxford Gold Group right now, and you may qualify for up to $10,000 in free precious metals. Call 833-995-GOLD. That's 833-995-GOLD. One more time, 833-995-G-O-L-D. When you have health insurance, it's easy to think, I'm covered, no worries. Well, not so fast. Remember, your out-of-pocket costs are not covered by insurance. That can be a lot of money for your family. But how do you know you're not being overbilled? It's estimated that over 50% of medical bills contain errors. Unless you're a billing expert, how do you know your medical bills are accurate? HealthLock can help. HealthLock is a healthcare technology company that securely connects with your insurance. When your medical claims come in, HealthLock technology reviews the claim for errors like overbilling, wrong codes, and fraud. HealthLock makes it easy to find and fix hidden errors, so you pay only what you owe. You can even have HealthLock work on your behalf to get money back from select past bills. To date, HealthLock has helped its members save over $130 million. Bottom line, insurance alone isn't enough. To save, visit HealthLock.com. Do it today before you see another healthcare provider. That's HealthLock.com. Pure Talk, the cell phone company we both rely on, is further investing in their customers without charging an extra penny. Pure Talk is now providing international roaming to over 50 countries. That's right. As you plan your summer travel, make sure your wireless provider has you covered at home and abroad. Pure Talk already puts you on America's most dependable 5G network, but now they're giving you coverage in more than 50 countries, too. Unlimited talk, text, and plenty of 5G data for just $20 a month. That's less than half the price of Verizon, AT&T, or T-Mobile. You keep your phone number and your phone unless you want to get great savings on the latest iPhones and Androids. Up to you. Go to puretalk.com slash clay and make the switch today. That's puretalk.com slash clay and you'll save an additional 50% off your first month. Switch to Pure Talk so you can have more money to travel with this summer. It is always an incredible honor to sit in uh, for Rush Limbaugh. And it's 800-282-2882 if you care to join us. Today is the day that God has made for us, and it's a time in which we live, and it is a time of disinformation, and it's a time of sort of the fog of war normally used or in combat. I read just a great article about that this morning uh, with the Democrats' misinformation, disinformation, and the media saying, oh, you know, Republican conservative voices must be banned. We had Donald Trump Jr. on the program to talk about that, Rand Paul to talk about that, and and a sham impeachment, and still Republicans and conservatives are calling and and getting with me on social media to say, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, great. You had a great caller, Candace. You tried to talk her into running for office, but come on, who cares? Elections are fixed and rigged, so why should we vote? And some people with that tone, other people saying, I just, I don't know if I can, look, I don't know if I can trust it either, to be honest with you. That's not going to stop me from voting because I think we're capable of doing multiple things at once. And another call that inspired this monologue was about why do Republicans sit back and let things happen? Well, I'll tell you. Let's start with that. A lot of people in Republican politics are there because they make money. Their party is the Green Party, not the Environmental Party. They'll joke about it. Oh, I'm not really that much of a Republican or a Democrat. I'm, I'm a member of the Green Party, meaning I'm here to make money. 
Young people know they can go to Washington, D.C. and get rich very, very quickly. And sometimes there's some of them who have great souls and maintain their souls, and 90% of the time they don't. And so they get very comfortable because this is the system. You ever been in a house with someone who owns a lot of cats and they can't smell their cats? They can't because they've gotten used to that. They can't smell the stink in D.C. They can't. It does not compute to them that there's stink. That's Republicans much more than Democrats. Democrats have been taken over by a... A, a truly radicalized base, and now they are funded by truly radicalized donors and international donors and, and money siphoned through China, I'm sure of it. I mean, look at Black Lives Matter Incorporated and $1.3 billion for burning down cities and getting black people, among other people, killed. So that's the genesis of the problem. So from that problem, then, to solution is number one step, take over the Republican Party sees it. This is this sounds really complicated, and they want it to sound really complicated. They publish their rules. They're a private group. They're not a government group, but they do have to publish their rules. Their rules are published in your state. Find out the process for voting in committee men and committee women. Find out that process. It normally happens at the county level. Go to some county meetings as a spy. Go send if if you're old like me, go there acting like some old person just there to volunteer for the Republican Party and count the seats and count the votes and figure out who's there. And on the night that comes to vote for the new committee men and women, overtake them with numbers. Bring your friends, pop in. Hey, there's there's 50 of us. There's only 12 of you. We win. We took it over. This is like stealing a powerful car, except it's legal. You steal a county seat, and then you steal other county seats legally. And then you start running the state, and you appoint true conservatives into the state party chair positions. And they're activists, and they believe what you believe. We need to have government do the big things. I said this the other day. I think this is exactly right. Mitch McConnell and the type are happy to, I like to nibble on uh, cucumber toast, uh, I'd put a little horseradish cream sauce on it and some dill, and I like to I like to nibble around the edges of it. What do I mean? Uh, we need to just talk about the marginal tax rates uh, in this country. American people deserve to have uh, some ways to look forward to marginal tax rates that make sense. Donald Trump comes to town and says, "Wait, we have this high a tax rate. We wonder why their businesses aren't here. Stop it! Cut that tax rate." Donald Trump. President Trump took a meatball sandwich and ate it in front of him. I like the cucumber toast because it's tidy and neat. Yeah, you like to nibble around the edges. So you take over your local Republican Party by taking over your county party. You appoint a true conservative activist to chairperson, chairman, chairwoman, they call it now. You hire people to help you in the political system who are also activists because there are conservative people i can name them by name who are true conservatives and they are national political directors and they know how to move elections and some of them have gotten out of politics for the same reason that you're disgusted with it they're sitting back that's step number one from that position as you're doing these things 
Step number two for me is in the position of this, you know, this incredible, insane moment to fill in for Rush is to put to notice some people. I know Mitch McConnell. I know that you could go to the floor of the Senate. I know that you could give a speech about election integrity and ask some very simple questions like, when will my Democrat colleagues join me in demanding that we use casino-type technology to put eyes in the skies so the entire people of America, all the people can watch any disputed ballots? I know you'll join me in that. I know you want transparency in this process. I know that you'll demand this. Take something very simple. Take something super simple like that idea that you can look at the cards in a player's hands in the bets and what might go into his sleeve in Las Vegas and appoint it to disputed ballots. Make it simple. Blackjack for ballots. Do it that way. Sometimes the point in doing something like this is to put a person to a decision. This is what one of the great uh, poker players said about No Limit Texas Hold'em. Your job is to put your opponent to a decision. So you're saying to a Chuck Schumer or a Nancy Pelosi or an AOC, do you agree with me that we should use the same technology that we do for blackjack for ballots? Do you agree that the American people should be able to count the ballots together, to watch the process? Aren't we, in fact, you call us a democracy, we say we're a republic. Do you agree with that? Because sometimes the point is to put them in a heads-they-lose, tails-we-win position, which the Democrats do constantly with us, constantly. And it's time for Republicans to do this, and I'll tell you what will motivate them to do that. If they start watching their precious state parties eaten by true conservative activists, if they start seeing that happen and they understand that you're taking over their luxury vehicle, that is their voter database, that is you now own the ballot position labeled Republican in this great rigged game of these two parties locking out other organizations from getting on the ballots. If they understand that you now own that position, all of a sudden, they become more friendly. All of a sudden now, it's chairman activists. Hi, chairman activist Mitch McConnell called. Congratulations. And you circle around them. And that will wake them up at the same time as we do these things, at the same time as we are pushing them to push for ballot security. We flood the zone with local politicians. This is so vital. The reason that cities like Portland and San Francisco and Minneapolis and to some degree even now Austin, Texas, though not as bad, and New York City are insane is because they are placing activists into local positions because the left knows. Everybody thinks it's about the state house or or running for federal office. Those positions are the way that we shift the weight 
our way by flooding them. And they're relatively easy to win if you just go to the unopposed offices. We can do all these things at one time. Nothing stops us from being able to do all of this. And at the same time, putting on notice the Republican Party that we're coming, we're done. You're not going to continue to play us. I watched it happen. There's been recently a takeover of the Washington State Republican Party. They recently voted in an incredibly liberal state. Was, I think it was 111 to 2 to censor the two Republicans who voted to impeach the president. Dan Newhouse and Jamie Herrera Butler are put on notice because of a takeover. These things are easy to do and they take time. They're not complicated and they take energy. And I just have this question for all of us. Is this country worth it? I think you know my vote. She has protected us. We are blessed beyond compare to live here. And she's in danger. And so I hope we'll take some of those steps together. It's Todd Herman for Rush Limbaugh on the EIB Network. It's Todd Herman in for Rush Limbaugh on the EIB Network. Pretty amazing day as I see it. Uh, thanks to Team EIB. None of my doing. Rand Paul joined us. Donald Trump Jr. was with us. And now your phone calls as we get back into this. There's one thing I do want to point out that there are a whole bunch of people. Uh, and Rush has taken notice of this himself. That a lot of people are very interested in getting the COVID vaccine shot. And like always, Rush is well ahead of these things. He's noticed that scammers... Are thinking about this as well now folks cyber hackers never miss the opportunity to capitalize on a crisis of some sort one of the newest scams is sending text messages offering immediate access to a covid 19 vaccine shot now you know how that's going to be received oh wow man look what just happened to me do not fall for this all they want is your social security if anybody Anybody on the World Wide Web sends you anything, particularly people you've never heard from before, and they want your social, ignore it. Delete it. Don't even think twice about it. They'll ask for your social security number, maybe a credit card number, to register you for this supposed appointment to get your vaccine shot. The whole thing is bogus, folks. But if you are an unsuspecting person, identity theft happens and it doesn't end well online identity theft comes in a whole lot of different forms your best protection from any of it is lifelock lifelock works around the clock 24 7 to monitor and sift through billions and billions and billions of online transactions every day between those records and data related to new account openings lifelock is able to recognize patterns of illegal behavior oftentimes in the name of their clients And that's usually when they spot online identity theft, and that's when they're in touch with their clients. Hey, did you just spend X numbers of dollars buying this product that you don't buy very often? Or did you just open this account somewhere? Get in touch with you and find out if you're the one engaging in this irregular behavior. When you tell them, no, it's not you, man, they get in gear and they shut it down. They try to have a restoration team that does nothing but fix it, and they don't stop until they do. Now, no one company can prevent all identity theft, but LifeLock's the best at this. 
and you should have their protection. Sign up today, lifelock.com. Call them, 800-440-4833. Either way, use my name and save 25% off your first year's membership. That's 800-440-4833 or lifelock.com. Thank you, Rush. Let's go to Linda in Raymond, Nebraska. You're on the Rush Limbaugh program and Todd Herman filling in. Hi, Linda. Hello, Todd. I was inspired to call you from the last hour hearing the lady calling saying, what can we do? And uh, I am a 68-year-old grandmother in rural Nebraska sitting with 14 inches of snow in my driveway. And I look at myself as an army of one. Uh, Today, I wrote a letter to Kohl's canceling my 20-something-year-old Kohl's account saying that if you want to cancel Mike Landell for his uh, free speech, then I am canceling Kohl's. I will no longer enter your store as long as you're a fascist company. And I called Ben Sass's office and said, oh, thanks for my senator that does not represent the Constitution. Now I feel really great living in a state that doesn't have a senator that believes in the Constitution. And later this afternoon, I plan to write a letter to the Bishop of Lincoln asking him to take our uh, masses that the COVID people are afraid to go to off of YouTube because YouTube censors the president. So what's to say that they won't censor the mass if they decide that they don't like the Catholic Church pro-life stance? So, yes, you can do something. It doesn't matter how small you are. It doesn't matter if it's just something. You are an army of one. Do what's in front of you. Do what you can. Speak up. And as soon as my husband and I are eligible for the vaccine, we are going to get the vaccine. We're uh, intelligent people, and we will. We are in the risk group. We'll get the vaccine, and as soon as we pass the time where we're immune, our masks are coming off. We are not going to participate in the mask mandate after that, because why should we? That is our sign of freedom, is that our mask will come off after we've received the the vaccine. We are going to do what we can, and that's how I think you participate. You fight back where you can. Never underestimate the big importance of the little things. The big importance of the little things. That is beautifully, beautifully said. And I would point something out just to tag on to what you're saying, Linda, is uh, Joe Biden's dementia canceled some 10,000, 11,000, maybe up to, what, 60,000 jobs all in with the stroke of a pen. He may not have known what he's signing. If you live in a state that produces oil, if you live in a state that processes domestic oil, one issue one issue to the people who work there and who voted for joe biden you go to one issue again and again do you see that he lied to you and you're sending a hey i'm really sorry that you've lost your job do you see that he lied to you and is you're helping them hey is you're coming back from this job loss or the things we can do and do you see that he lied to you? And i'm not saying politicize you know a person's tragedy i'm saying point out to them this is why we were warning you to not vote for this man that one issue may seem like just a small thing, but you said never underestimate the value of the small things. Don't do that. The big value of the small things. Take these messages to your friends and point out the lies. I'll give you another one. If you have friends whose daughters are big-time athletes and they they want to get, uh, you know, uh, scholarships, 
go to them and say, and take the paperwork, take the law, take the executive order and say, you do understand that a third string boy on the track team could tomorrow say, I'm a girl, no hormones, no surgery, go onto the girls team and steal a state championship from your daughter. And by the way, it's happened in Alaska and it's happened in New Hampshire. And that one issue, I've watched issues like this. I've watched issues like this turn people to an awareness of what the Democrats have become. That's a change. And that opens them up to something very, very important. You know, there's a there's a feminist. Um, I'm fascinated with her intellectual her name is Megan Murphy, and she probably disagrees with me on, on, on a lot of fundamental things. But I watched her approach this issue of wait a minute, a boy can be a girl, and now all of a sudden she's saying, wait a minute, why are we applauding and Democrats and liberal people applauding deplatforming conservatives? Why are we doing this? And I see her starting to awaken to the left is totalitarian. And she's been a member of the left. Now, she's in Canada, so that's not much help to us. But there are people like Megan Murphy here in this, in this country who can then be turned towards, and you don't think they'd lie to you about elections? You don't think they've taken your oil jobs. They're letting boys and men take your scholarships. They're forcing you or want to force you to continue to wear masks even after a vaccine, even though masks don't work. They're not letting older people see each other before they die because the other one might get the COVID. Do you think they might lie about an election? Go to the small businesses that were burned down by Black Lives Matter Incorporated and Antifa and say, did you see the response that the riots in D.C. got versus what happened here where it was allowed to happen? That changes people. That awakens them to the monumental lies being told by the Democrat Party to them, that moves people to our side. That moves more people to an interest in, hey, maybe there's something to this lying about election integrity. Thank you for the call, Linda. It's Todd Herman in for Rush Limbaugh on the EIB Network. Uh, it is just an incredible honor to fill in for Rush, and it is such fun to work with uh, Team EIB. I, I will say this until I'm not allowed to say it anymore. I want you guys to know how much focus uh, the entire team puts on delivering a show for you. It, and it's, it goes from the web uh, to Rush 24-7 and making sure that's excellent to uh, keeping guests hosts in line and, and uh, well-positioned with the microphone, etc. It goes to everything. Uh, and it really is a family. And that family comes from, in my observation, the top. And this is how we treat people. And, and I think you see it here. Speaking of treating people, w- one of the things that you can do, truly, we talked about the short game, taking the country back at the monologue. We had this great call from Linda, never underestimate the big value of the little things. We've talked about seizing control of the Republican parties in your state. We've talked about a very simple way to communicate ballot security or, or voter integrity, um, ballots at blackjack for ballots. Let's just eye in the sky. Look at all the ballots. I just just force an answer on that. Put Nancy Pelosi and Mitch McConnell to to a decision. Are you actually going to say no? We don't want people looking at their ballots. Is that what they're going to do? Something else you can do in the long term, and I mean this with my entire soul. Get your kids out of the government schools. I'm not kidding you. Um, you have all the reason in the world to know now that the teachers' union simply, it's just the unions. I'm not talking about teachers. And I always have to say that my mom was a teacher her whole life. My wife is a teacher. I've worked in the government schools. But they're gone. We can get them back, but right now they're gone. 
and they're gone in terms of indoctrinating kids, even in relatively, even in pretty conservative states, that's happening. And since they have basically kicked kids out of school, despite the fact that we see this increase in suicide in Washington state, it's a 2000 percent increase. Oh, pardon me. That's sex trafficking. I get my tragedies concerned. It's a 30 percent increase in suicides. We've seen these reported around the country, even the New York Times and Mark Stein talked about this. Even the New York Times is admitting this is happening. And it's because of the lack of social contact. Get your kids into a private school, even if you don't have vouchers. I know it's a sacrifice. Oh, Herman, it's easy. You sit and do radio for a living. I work. We've sacrificed in ways you wouldn't, a lot of people wouldn't understand financially for our daughter. This is key. Ron Klein, Klein is Biden's, the, the chief of staff to, to Joe Biden's dementia. There's another CDC study showing it's perfectly safe to open the schools. The unions don't want to do it. You know what? You know what Ron Klein said? Well, maybe we should give the teachers bribes to return to work. Well, he he said investments, but he meant bribes. These same teachers go shopping at grocery stores where some of their students are bag boys and girls. It's brutal, and we can change it. And that puts pressure because most states get funding for their school based upon the number of students that attend. And they'll have to do a lot of illegal skullduggery to change that around. Please look into that. That's the long term. It takes three generations. It takes three generations to turn around what's called ideological demoralization, which is what has been done to our young people. They've been ideologically demoralized. They're not capable of defending American values because they've never seen them defended. And if you think it's bad now, I'll give you a heads up from the West Coast. King County, Washington, where Seattle's located has removed Christmas and Easter and Thanksgiving from the official calendars. They say on Easter Sunday, there's no bus service, and they put because of low usage. Oh, why? It's Easter Sunday. But they have every other possible, quote, holiday you can imagine. We talked earlier with Senator Rand Paul, who said something about, look, they don't want it to go back to normal. The left, the technocrats, the Jack Dorseys, the the Tony Fauci's, they don't want to give up this power. Cindy in Springfield, Kentucky. That's something to say about that. Cindy, you're on the Rush Limbaugh program. It's Todd Herman filling in. Cindy, welcome to Rush's show. Hi, Todd. Thank you very much for having me on. Um, I was listening to Senator Paul earlier. Love my senator. We won't talk about the other guy. Um, (laughs) Yes. Yeah. Anyway, when he brought up the thing about the mass mandate, and I had been saying it for the last couple months as they come out and raise numbers and, and manipulate figures, and then we'll be able to take the masks off. And, and I have been saying they are not going to let us take these masks off. It's, it's done. And I feel, I gave this analogy to my mother, that the American public has become Charlie Brown and the U.S. government is Lucy with the football. And here, we're going to tell you that. Whoop, no. And I got to thinking about this, and I brought it up to a relative of mine, and he said, I'd never thought of that. And they keep talking about the masks and the numbers not going down, et cetera, et cetera. And I'm not a scientist, but I got common sense sometimes. I was in my local Kroger not too long ago, and I happened to be in the produce section. We have mask mandates. I don't wear one, so everybody come at me. 
And you know how when a, fire, a little kid is, has a runny nose and they take the palm of their hand and they wipe up their nose and over the top of their head? Yep. And we've all seen people wearing masks do it. And I stood in the produce section of my local Kroger and everybody in their little masks and watched about four or five different people do exactly that and then reach down and start going through produce and putting it back. And then I got back to the meat department and saw a different set of people doing the exact same thing and picking up packages of meat and putting them back. So my thing is, when they're saying the masks don't seem to be controlling it, well, no. If people are shoving their hands in their face and picking up produce and somebody comes along behind them, how do you think it's going to spread? Uh, I love I love common sense is obviously an undervalued asset in society. And, and uh, let me just add to that this. This is something I've done. Uh, I, I've been mask shamed twice. The first time I responded angrily, and I, I'm not very proud of that because the woman was really rude to me. And she, she was wrapped up in masks. And I, I'm obsessed with masks. I'll debate anyone. Hey, CDC director, you want to debate me? Georgetown medical professor, I'll debate you any day because there's no no studies showing these work or evidentiary studies. Anyway, I'm, I'm obsessed. I responded to this lady because she looked at me and she said, will you stand back? And I said, madam, there's a quarter inch opening on the sides of your masks. Will you close your mask down? I wasn't proud of that one. Another time I interacted with a lady very gently. I said, I see that I've scared you. And I promise you, if I thought this could save your life, I would wear a mask. And we had a decent conversation. This is my new passive-aggressive attempt. I do this where I know people are giving me the bad eyeball because I'm not wearing masks because I've never had one, and I'm not going to have one for the COVID. And I was in line, and this guy was giving me the stink eye. We were in the deli. And I, and I said to him, I turned around and go, do you smell fried chicken? And he goes, yeah, I think they have fried chicken on Monday. I go, oh, so you can smell that. And the look on his face, I should have framed it. I should have taken a picture because it was this sudden realization. I'm looking him in the eye. Oh, you can smell the fried chicken. And I think it hit him. I think it landed. And then my response was, hey, listen, I'm going to get some. Can I buy some? Wanted to make friends. Folks, I will go through the data with anybody. I would just tell you this. Let me just give you one study, just one that's not gotten enough attention. It was a Marine base. This is a peer-reviewed study. They put 1,200 Marines in masks at all times. Their, Their commanding officers observed them. These guys signed up for this, by the way. And they tracked them. They were in full lockdown. They had to cleanse their, their bedding. Their meals were plated for them so that, as, as, as Cindy was saying, there was no, you know, the, the, the plates were completely clean. They had to cleanse their areas. Then they put another group of Marines into the exact opposite circumstance. I mean, they, they weren't being purposely dirty, but they were not going through the lockdowns. They did not wear the masks. The group that was masked and locked down got more covid than the free group. Why? Because masks are sponges. That's my theory. They didn't say why, but that's the result. I could go on and on, and I'm obsessed. So for me, for me, I'm not going to wear a lie on my face. Cindy, thanks for calling Russia Show. It's Todd Herman in for Rush Limbaugh on the EIB Network. It's Todd Herman in for Rush Limbaugh on the EIB Network. Uh, so this is one of the thing in masks. I'm going to get back to... Uh, 
writing our country in the long term in the three generations by getting kids out of the government schools or, or seizing control of your schools, taking over your school board. It's another way to do it, but it's faster to take the kids out right now with such indoctrination going on, even in some conservative states. Here's a, here's a way to, to, to really trump people who are going to mask shame. Um, print out an article from Newsweek. It'll be in the sack of stuff on RushLimbaugh.com. Even guest hosts get that incredible privilege. Uh, here's the headline. COVID anal swabs for Beijing residents more accurate, says Chinese expert. So if you get mask shamed, uh, just hand them an article, but wear gloves, but hand them an article and say, oh, yeah, you get an anal swab? <laughs> because, look, it's if, if you – no, I could say some things. But, but if Joe Biden's wearing three masks and – you know, walking funny. Just, I'm just saying. Let's talk to Tina in Melbourne, Florida. You're on the Rush Inbox program. It's Todd Herman filling in. Hi, Tina. Welcome to Russia Show. Hi, Todd. What a great show today. I don't know that I want to go on after those comments, <laughs> but uh, I'll take what I can get. <laughs> let me do the. Re- let me introduce this again. Tina's calling from Melbourne, Florida, with an inspiring message about how we can strike back in the name of our country. Tina, welcome to the Rush Inbox program. It's Todd Herman filling in. So much better. Thank you for that. You're welcome. Uh, it's been a great show. I've loved everything from Candace to the, the callers and, of course, Donald Trump Jr. and Rand Paul. But what I want to talk to you today about is education because um, I think every problem that we are faced with right now is because conservatives have neglected education for decades. And as a former school board member here in Florida, um, I've joined forces with another school board member here in Florida, and we've decided to do something about that. And it ties into what you said earlier, A, about fighting at the local level, and B, um, moms. We are, our group is Moms for Liberty, and we are organizing. We've got chapters popping up, not just in Florida now, but in other parts of the country. And our sole purpose is to fight for parental rights and to start with school boards and move on from there. Oh, you you are tugging at my heartstrings. There's a there's a group in Washington State that also is fighting. Well, in fact, they're now national uh, for parental rights. And you know, Tina, the disappearance of parental rights in the schools. People have no idea how bad it is. How how I mean, in in Florida, is it that bad down there? Yes, it's even bad in Florida, and it's coming fast. You watch things change so quickly, and people don't know what's going on behind the scenes, the power that the bureaucrats have, the power that the unelected officials have, and school boards are just rolling over. They are handing over their power. They have way more power, at least here in Florida, to do um, things that they should be doing, and they just, they just turn it over, and parents are asleep. Conservatives don't pay attention to education, even here in Florida, and so it's, it's you know, everything from curriculum, um, choice in education, uh, obviously, we're watching now with schools that aren't even open, the power the union has. We feel like it's time for parents to have just as much power. We want a seat at the table. We're tired of the unions, you know, controlling education. Well, it's it's remarkable the degree which they, they have control, Tina. There was uh, there's a kindergarten teacher in Seattle who was leading kindergarten kids, kindergarten children, in a little um, uh, racist confessional to w- this morning. We remember that we are, our school is on stolen land, and you didn't steal it, and your mom and dad didn't, but white people did, and so we acknowledge our privilege, and we've talked about the word privilege, haven't we? 
from there, is- there are there are they're installing there. There's a bill to install so-called medical clinics in schools, Tina, uh, which will turn out to be Planned Parenthood clinics where kids can get on psychotropic drugs without their parents' permission or knowledge, get cross-sex hormones without their parents' permission or knowledge, uh, or go get abortions. So from where you're at to the West Coast, it's it's a national thing. I love what you're doing. And does it, let me ask you this. Do you wake up feeling great knowing that you are an, an actual activist actually moving the ball forward? <laughs> I know that I'm doing exactly what I'm supposed to be doing right now, and that does feel good, but it is frustrating. And there is, you know, it sounds a little melodramatic, but there is evil working against us on a daily basis. Just We're just moms trying to trying to, you know, stake our claim with our parental rights and move this forward and save our country. And there is evil working against us. And it's very frustrating. You will be called. All, all, you would be insanely surprised to see uh, parents going and doing things like, hey, we don't want uh, sexualized drag, st- drag, uh, drag queen story times in our public libraries where grown men in dresses who also perform pornography on the side are in here twerking for our kids. Um, being attacked, I, I kid you not, by Antifa, being these these moms being chased by Antifa. So I don't want to scare you. I, I don't think you're scarable, Tina. But uh, I want to thank you for I want to thank you for what you're doing uh, as a as a father to a mother. Thank you for what you're doing. Thank you for calling Russia's show, and thanks for being on the front lines, Tina. Thank you. Appreciate so you very much. Yep, it's Todd Herman in for Rush Limbaugh on the EIB Network. Oh, there is not enough time uh, to be fair with another caller, as Rush would say, to my deep regret. Uh, I want to just share again how important it is to, in listening to Rush's show and going to Rush 24-7, to understand this thing that exists is a sign that the country is still living and breathing. That America is still a place where we can express our opinion. They're going to come for conservative radio. I mean, they're going to make a run at this. It's clear that they cannot allow, they can't install what they want to install while there are ideas that are uncomfortable to them. Ideas that counter the fantasy that if six people are given power over all the rest of us, everything's going to be fine. And I don't say this to just promote EIB. I say it to say, sharing this program with people who are on the fence even a single segment, like we just had a woman on uh, from, from Florida who started this organization of women and others seeking parental rights in schools. Just a segment like that to inform people just on one topic. That's an anecdote to what they intend to do, which is to try to cut off conservative thought at the base. It's one other thing that we can do to continue to fight for our country. Because she has fought for us. It's been an incredible honor to be with you today. Todd Herman in for the great Rush Limbaugh. Since 9-11, the Tunnel to the Towers Foundation has been committed to supporting our nation's first responders and veterans. Heroes who put their lives on the line for our communities and our country. Heroes like U.S. Army Major Jonathan Turnbull. He sustained devastating injuries at the hands of an ISIS suicide bomber, the complete loss of his left eye, a puncture to his right eye, and he needed more than 20 surgeries and countless hours of rehabilitation. Tunnel to Towers paid off his mortgage and gave Major Turnbull a specially adapted smart home designed for his needs. He moves around his home more easily now. His home also gives him hope. With help from people like you, the foundation supports families like the Turnbulls. Join Tunnel to Towers in supporting America's heroes 
Our nation's severely injured veterans and first responders, homeless veterans, Gold Star families, and the families of fallen first responders. Donate $11 a month to Tunnel the Towers at T2T.org. That's T, the number two, T.org. 95 cents of every dollar goes directly to their programs. If you've got a military, first responder, emergency medical, or government service background, GovX.com is for you. You stepped up to serve our country and communities, and GovX delivers unbeatable deals that you've earned. GovX.com is the only site built exclusively to honor your service. Members save on epic brands and the gear they need for their on- and off-duty lives. You'll get incredible savings on tickets to live sports events, theme parks, and other entertainment. You can even save on travel, hotels, rental cars, cruises, and more. See if you qualify. Visit GovX.com. It's easy and totally free. Use code CLAY in the shopping cart to get an extra $15 off your first order. GovX, savings for those who serve. Pure Talk, the cell phone service my family relies on, is now providing international roaming to over 50 countries. As you plan your summer travel, make sure your wireless company covers you at home and abroad. Unlimited talk, text, plenty of 5G data for just $20 a month. That's less than half the price of Verizon, AT&T, or T-Mobile. Go to puretalk.com slash clay and make the switch today. That's puretalk.com slash clay and you'll save an additional 50% off your first month. Switch to Pure Talk so you can have more money to travel with this summer.